Life Audio. We realize that the gospel is a free gift. But the moment we come to Jesus, there is something that he asks of us. Now, before you call me a heretic, I want to invite you to listen to today's episode because I'm going to unpack this and more. Stay tuned. Hey, friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand his will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Today we are continuing our day four of our study of the Samaritan woman. And I'm going to read just a little bit of the portion that we are going to be studying today. Again, we are in John chapter 4, verses 1 through 42 is our entire text. But we're going to just focus in on the first couple of verses. Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself didn't baptize them, his disciples did. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar near the field that Jacob had gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well at about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. We're going to stop there, and um, I encourage you to actually go into the She Hears Bible study to dig deep into some of these concepts. Again, this is just kind of a a surface level view of some of the things that we get into in in the Bible study. But today we're picking up at this moment where the Samaritan woman and Jesus finally meet. And so these first words that Jesus says to her is, please give me a drink. He's asking something of her. I think it's important because the moment that we meet Jesus, there's something he asks of us too. And So don't miss this part. This isn't like Jesus is some bossy guy demanding something from a servant girl. That is not the picture that that this is portraying. And don't think I'm a heretic. I know that salvation from Jesus is a free gift. But in order to receive that gift, we have to give him what we're holding on to. And so our hands, whenever we receive anything from somebody, our hands need to be empty in order to take something. And so how does she respond? She immediately responds with an argument. She says back to him, but you don't have a rope or a bucket. And I know on this side of things, it's easy to think that she's just being foolish, but we do the same exact thing. The moment we meet Jesus, we don't even realize who he is yet, but yet we argue with him when he asks us to lay down the things that are keeping us from him. 
So our hands are empty to receive his free gift because they're filled with the things that I will refuse to lay down. And so maybe you're thinking right now of all the things that you can't lay down. And we might have this blind spot initially where we can't see in the physical how Jesus meets our needs in the physical. But in all honesty, we hold on to these things that we say we just can't give up. I can't lay down unforgiveness. I can't lay down abuse. I can't lay down fear. I can't lay down this particular persistent sin. We've all been there. I get it. And you're right. You can't. Neither can she. So let's keep going. Jesus, who knows this about her, responds with a promise. In verses 13 through 15, he says, Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. She says, verse 15, Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. So most of us, when we hear of the freedom that comes from knowing Christ, we respond with this sentiment of, yes, I want that. It's just that we don't quite know how to get it. And so how do we lay down those things and not pick them back up? Keep reading. In verse 16, Jesus says, go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband for you have had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. So now as we started out this study with this conversation about this very moment, we don't know exactly what she meant or what it meant, but what we do know is there's this place of pain and shame that Jesus addresses. And I want you to realize something. This isn't like a gotcha moment, and that's how I've heard it taught sometimes. It's a give me moment. So here's the difference. Jesus addresses her situation because he wants to work through it. He wants her to see that regardless of what she thinks, what she is hiding, what her past includes, he knows. Her response? A religious argument. And I have done that too. I have said, you know, when we've addressed some of these issues, I've prayed about this thing before, this thing in my life, and nothing's happened. Or I went to church before and nothing happened. I tried reading my Bible and nothing happened. The mess in my life was still there. I, or I tried to stop, but I can't. His response is the key. Stay with me. Down in verse 26, he calls himself something. He responds to her by declaring who he is, the Messiah. That name, Messiah, it means one who is anointed to deliver. And what does anointed mean? If you're not familiar, it means that it's set apart for a specific task. And so the Jewish culture anointed their leaders, much like we do. So in churches today, we have a children's pastor to work with the children and a youth pastor to work with the youth. And we have preachers and we have elders. There are people who are set apart to do a specific job that they are assigned to do. Jesus was set apart as the deliverer. It's who he is. Hey friends, we're going to take a break. I thought you might need a minute to just meditate on that word. When we come back, we'll finish up this episode about 
the unforgiveness and the abuse and the fear and the sin and all the other things that we can't lay down and how Jesus has come to snatch them away from us. Stay tuned. But it goes beyond that. So that word deliverer, it does not just mean to escape or rescue like you might think. It means snatch away. You see it? Jesus wants to snatch away that very thing that you feel like you can't lay down. The deliverer. Snatch away. It's who he is. It's what he was sent here to do. His name is not just a, just a promise for one day. It's a promise for right now. Right now. I want you to understand who he is saying he is. If you only knew. It's not about your ability to give it away or to lay it down. It's about his very job that he came here on earth to do. He knows what you hide from everyone else. And that's the thing he wants you to give him. And if you can't, he wants to snatch it away from you. To redeem you. To restore you. See, Jesus was set apart to deliver you from the things that you cannot deliver yourself from. That's your heart check. And that's where we're going to end today. Because I think you need to take some time to reflect on this truth. The Redeemer. The Messiah. Are there things that you have struggled to give to him? Are there some things that you need him to snatch away? I know that I'm asking you to go into this place of vulnerability. Because that's where we have to go in order to get freedom. And I want you to have freedom. And the truth is, he already knows what it is. He already knows. Lord God, thank you that even in the moments where we cannot admit the things to ourselves that we struggle with, that you already know. And not only do you already know, you still love us. And not only do you still love us, you came to us. And not only did you come to us, but you were anointed and appointed to snatch away the very thing we can't lay down. The unforgiveness, the abuse, the persistence in, whatever it is. God, snatch it away. Snatch it away because we've tried. There's so many things that we've tried, whether it was going to church or reading a Bible study or even accountability. The things that we hide from everyone else. God, snatch it away. Lord, we thank you for who you are and what you want to do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know. I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org, where there are also some really good resources to help you in your spiritual growth. I pray that they are a blessing for you. 
I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call on your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.